Welcome to the Kaiju Transmissions Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Bird. And I'm Matt Parmley. And we're back. Um, I'm fending off a slight cold, so if I sound a little nasally, forgive me. If I have to blow my nose, I will do my very best to remember to mute my mic, but no guarantees. Because uh, we're, uh, well... We're us. Um, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> uh, so, we're joined by one of our regular guest hosts, Mr. Kevin Derendorf. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Um, and he's out there uh, doing his Mazer Patrol stuff, um, but he's always kind enough to lend us his valuable time. Today we are talking about Season 2 of Pacific Rim the Black, the Netflix anime series um, that is following up the events of the first two Pacific Rim movies. Well, I guess and season one of the show, even though, I don't know. I, I, I still don't quite understand why it's two seasons and they didn't, instead of just doing one. Does anyone know what is up with that? Because the first season just it just ended like a, like, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't, like, conclude. It just ended. We might have to speculate about that, because when the first season came out, we kind of were of the unanimous opinion that, yeah, this was probably a deal where they had the whole shebang ready to go and Netflix arbitrarily split it in the middle. But honestly, looking at this run of episodes versus the original run of episodes, they do feel different to me, so... Maybe it was actually a different production run or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange how... I don't know if it was a money thing or what. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's, there's a couple nuggets of, of news we can discuss. I guess um, the, the gamers out there, which there are many, I'm told, um, uh, are all excited about this Call of Duty Godzilla Kong crossover thing, um, which I guess I I don't know. I'm not surprised because uh, even as a non gamer, you know, I feel like you know, clicking through ner- nerd headlines, I'm always hearing about some some crazy property getting added into Call of Duty. They've had aliens and predators and all kinds of crazy i think leatherface was there at some point uh so i guess i'm not uh too surprised about it um 
So I don't know. I guess Matt, you're you're probably the guy here that plays the most video games. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. uh, what are what are we looking at? What what does this even mean? It's it's a an add on or or what? What's yeah, it? they're they're adding uh, Godzilla and Kong to like the sort of battle royale where the map shrinks and the monsters will be roaming around, which is kind of an interesting idea. Um, so basically, in the in Call of Duty, in the one particular gameplay, you parachute from a plane into a map, and as you're working with your team to basically be like the last man standing against 50 other players, um, over the course of time, the map begins to shrink. And what they were doing before is they were like, it was uh, the story was there was like gas released, and the gas was enclosing in on the island, and you had to move further in, into the island. And as you do that, you obviously start running into more players, and eventually just becomes last man standing. Uh, but now they're going to have Godzilla and Kong sort of roam the island. So you have to fight other people and deal with Godzilla and Kong and not have them kill you, which is kind of, I think, a cool a cool concept. So we'll you see just how kind it... of avoid them if you can. Well, yeah, otherwise you'll get murdered. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of a cool idea. I mean, like, the, the, the gameplay stuff that I've seen looks really fun. Um, I love Call of Duty. I, I played Call of Duty all the way back when I was in college, which was, oh, my gosh, like 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Um so I love Call of Duty. I, I played the most recent one. It's actually quite fun. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited to try it out just to see what it's like. But um, yeah, I think it's a cool update to what they already have. And they're going to have like the skins or whatever. So you're going to have yeah, armor. Yeah, I saw the, the Godzilla Kong and Mechagodzilla skins and I, it tickled me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how the gameplay turns out, but it looks cool. So is that that's different from the Battlegrounds crossover because that was also just announced, right? Yeah, they do, like, what they've been doing is just having all these different sort of, like, one-off crossover stuff, and then they have usually a random skin or two that they include. It's a way to get people to spend money and upgrade all their weapons and crap. So, but, like, this is going to be, this will change, like, the gameplay itself, which will be, I think, pretty cool. So instead of dealing with, you know, poison gas, you're dealing with monsters that eventually, as as they get closer to each other, I'm sure will fight. So that could be fun. Uh, was there an attack on Titan one? There was. Uh, so you could run around as like the, as Aaron Yeager, and it on the game it just looks like a naked dude running around. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was pretty funny. Isn't isn't Call of Duty like? Aren't those based on like real? Uh, it's like World War Two stuff. <laughs> so like they've they bounced around like the original one that I actually used to play uh, in a like. I played in a league and stuff in college, and it was a lot of fun. But they used to be based on, like, World War II and, like, historical battles and stuff. And then they kind of ventured to, like, like Vietnam, and they ventured to, like, fake wars in the future, and then back to World War II, and they've bounced around. Their most recent version of Call of Duty has been based in World War II. The, um, the open battlefield concept stuff that they're doing now is just kind of, like, futuristic-ish. It's, like, set kind of in present day. But they've, they bounced all over the place with their titles. It's weird. I'm looking at uh, like other things that they've done, like um, <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> you could play as Michael Myers. <laughs> I was right. Leatherface did show up. <laughs> Rambo, uh, Judge Dredd. <laughs> Is there? Did you see the Snoop one? No, that's amazing though. You probably hear me typing in the background, so I apologize. To, um, there's like it's either like a mod or something, or like it maybe it's just Warzone. But like basically, Snoop 
uh, there's there's a thing where if you sneak up on somebody, you can do what they call an execution, and it's like this super fancy way to kill somebody. Usually, it's like stabbing them or whatever. Snoop Dogg like flips you around and he kills you by blowing weed in your face, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, Ghost face from Scream, man. <laughs> of right, course, Godzilla a- is gonna. Of course, Godzilla showed up. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> what what was it we were looking at? It, it was it like a fan? It was like rules for like a fan submission thing. Oh, like all the rules for Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I, what was what was what was that? Um. So like, I guess it was like for any sort of art that they were like doing or whatever. And I think it was like Godzilla couldn't be. He couldn't have links to Atomic Energy, which is bizarre. There's is it a, though? Been, I mean, after after King of the Monsters, is it bizarre to have that stipulation? Well, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I think the other one was like he can't eat people, which you know that one's been about. around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he couldn't fly. Uh, that's uh, the only one of his kind. Kong, yeah, yeah. Rules that you've seen Toho break. Kong uh, can't be called King Kong. He right. Can only go we knew Kong. that one. And then yeah. the the one that made me laugh with Kong was he has to be smaller than Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The 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 a lot of those are the same things that they tell most people to follow. But yeah, the 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 one where uh, he he can't be linked to atomic energy or whatever is. Uh, is kind of a new one. I'd, I'd heard a li- like rumors that Toho were were trying to distance Godzilla from that, especially here. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting that um, that would come up after you know King of the Monsters not only dealt with it so much, but also ha- the, the the way it was handled. Um, so I don't know. I I can't. Say I blame them. At this point, it's Americans just should not touch that part of the character. Yeah, hard to, you know, argue when they're naming their uh, the base Castle Bravo. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we keep messing that up. So, um, the Godzilla doesn't fly. One is also funny because I, I mean, obviously Godzilla versus Hedera, but uh, was it wasn't? Um, but like, it's implied that he could end up learning to fly in uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, there's also artwork for that, for Godzilla to be able to fly in the, the well, Shin Godzilla book. One of the rules is do not show or imply drunkenness or irresponsible drinking, which if, if you know the original King Kong versus Godzilla, you'll... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's kind of strange to see these characters show up in this, you know kind of military propaganda game, but uh, nothing's really surprising anymore. Um, so, Matt, I, ta- I take it you're going to check it out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out at some a, point. a Call of Duty... Uh, what is that? I don't know. Did the, is there, like, a cute nickname for Call of Duty fans? Clowns, uh, because we buy the same game every year over <laughs> and over again. We do. They, they release a game basically once a year, and it's, you know... And then they also charge you for every, uh, they, they offer you the ability to spend additional money if you want the fancy weapons, which I never do. But. So, so it's like the war game version of like Madden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do the, they still make those? 
Yeah, of course. Well, I yeah, I haven't played video games since I was in high school. I I, I grew up a huge gamer, but yeah, they just kind of got games got they got too hard, man. Like just anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I always thought it was weird that like war was so overtly turned into video games, but uh when I was playing games, one you know, one of my favorite games was uh uh Medal of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that was like a first person World War 2 game. I I I had the first one. I played it constantly. Um <clears throat> that was a good one. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I I that's really it. I mean, it's got all the I mean, I'm imagining there's a lot of Godzilla fans that are gamers because I've seen a gajillion more. I've seen more people talk about this thing than so all kind the show that we're about to talk about. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming should, uh, I'm assuming the overlap is pretty big. They should check out Dawn of the Monsters. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, um, actually, Kevin, you were playing that for quite a bit, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at video games, but I, uh, I definitely was playing it for, for a while. I haven't beaten it yet. Well, yeah, that went, uh, that kind of went, um, kind of, if, if people remember King of the Monsters for, uh, like Super Nintendo, like it's very much in, it's, it's that kind of, kind of gameplay, which I really liked. I haven't played Dawn of the Monsters yet, because I mean, I, I don't know, what am I going to play it on? <laughs> but, um, but no, uh, we've uh, we've had Alex, who developed the game, on the on here talk about it. I mean, that was what three years ago at this point. So it's 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 nice. It's finally out. Um, uh, it'll probably cost you less in the long run than like Godzilla Battleline. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Godzilla Battleline. For those who don't know, wants to charge you a million dollars just to keep playing it, essentially. <laughs> Is that one of the mobile games? Yeah, my son Landon loves it, um, but we don't spend any money, so like it's hard to be reasonably good at the game if you don't spend the money. And I'm like, I'm not paying them. It's like five dollars a month, and then you can spend additional money to like purchase monsters earlier. I'm like, I'm not. I never checked out any of those mobile games. I just remember there were like a hundred of them that all came out at once, and I was just like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Well, I mean, Toho's been crazy with their license. Like, we got Godzilla whiskey and various god, like a new Godzilla energy drink coming out every single month, and <laughs> right. yeah. uh, a Godzilla like Godzilla dry rubs for chicken and steak and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. It's insane. Yeah, no, I'm. It, it's it's baffling. I mean, uh, you know, now that I'm you know in my mid thirties, it's like you know I'm I'm very cynical about it. Like, oh, you know, of course it's just more corporatized than ever but you know i mean i'm also like you know if i was a kid i would be losing my mind right now but <laughs> so it's like you know i i miss the boat <laughs> on all this stuff so good for the kids out there i guess um uh we should mention um what was it last week we mentioned the great char- we we lost the great character actor Hiroyuki Watanabe. Um, uh, I, I I mean, it's one of those things where like he had bit parts in like the Gamera trilogy and um, GMK, but like after that, he really like 
became like a much bigger actor. I mean, he also was in a, what the Ultraman Gaia movie, one of the Common Rider series. So um, he he'd done a lot of tokusatsu and like kaiju stuff. But after that, he he like became like a much more popular actor. So uh, you know, if, if if people in the fandom are only watching that stuff, I don't I don't know if they really understand you know, how prolific and how kind of popular of an actor he became. Um, most recently, he was on uh, Tokyo Vice, the Michael Mann series on HBO Max. Um, my favorite role of his is actually in uh, uh, the movie Everly with Salma Hayek. Have you, either of you seen Everly? I have not. It's a great time. It's, it's like a kind of high-concept, crazy, like, action movie um, I, I recommend it to anyone listening, but, uh, he actually plays the villain in that, which is like very much against type for him, but he's really good. Um, now, uh, uh, Kevin, maybe you can maybe update us, but, uh, there between translations and all kinds of stuff, it, it, it seems like they're there's some discrepancy over whether this was an accident he experienced working out at his home or if it was a suicide. I don't know if that's been straightened at all. Yeah, the uh, the initial reporting was that it was a suicide, but later statements from his agency were much more ambiguous, so it's hard to say for sure yeah. um, what the situation is there. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, um, uh, probably right before he started getting like ro- like Hollywood roles, and like right before he kind of like I don't want to say blew up because it's not like he became an A list star, but like right before he started getting like roles in Hollywood movies and kind of becoming a more popular actor, he was at G Fest. Um, so you know, a bunch of us got to meet him and like super cool, down to earth guy. Um, talking about stuff like, you know, Takashi Miike, uh, like, almost killing him <laughs> when when they made a, when he made a movie together with them. Um, and, you know, I don't know, he was very active on Facebook and seemed to do a, a lot of, um, like, I don't know, he, he seemed to do a lot of, like, really positive posts. He actually always sent me a, a, a birthday message on Facebook every year on my birthday, which I'm assuming he's one of those guys that just does that to everyone on his friends list. Like, it's not like we were friends or anything. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's really sad either way. I, I hope it wasn't a suicide. You know, he always seemed like such a happy-go-lucky guy, but as uh it's not but sometimes those are the people that suffer the most but i don't know i it it sucks either way he was only 66 um and just seemed like a really a really good dude yeah his his panel at, at gfest was fantastic you know from you know i i i enjoyed you know you mentioned before how he's been in those big four franchises and somebody was like hey you've been in Godzilla, Gamera, Ultraman, and Kamen Rider, and then he was immediately like, and Garo! <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, Garo's so on my list. Karate really and he said that uh, Noboru Iguchi's a weird dude and we shouldn't watch his movies. I remember that. I remember that, yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, Iguchi is a weird dude. Uh, I'll, I'll keep watching his movies, even though some of them have, have hurt me. Um, 
But no, a uh, really good actor, and uh, it sucks because, you know, he, he was, I don't know, he was on, his, he was continuing his climb up, you know, in, in stardom. I mean, it's not, not everyone can say they're, you know, working with, you know, Michael Mann and, you know, some of these directors, so. Um, rest you got in to peace. play Freddie Mercury before it was cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good movies. He's in Detective Story by Takashi Miike is a fun one. I mean, just, I mean, he's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a real, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's been a real bummer of a thing to hear. Um, so, uh, now that, uh, our tribute to the, The Fallen is, is done, um, I don't know that there's... Anything else to to talk about um, other than our our main our main subject here? Is any has any? Oh oh oh! There was um, um, supposedly one of the 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 two John Wick creators is um, working on a series based on uh, Jeremy Robinson's Project Nemesis uh, novels, which is like a kaiju book series. Um, I'm not, I have not read it, but I am familiar with it because it's got kind of a, sort of a decently large presence on, uh, social media among, you know, kaiju groups and fans and whatever, and, um, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure the dude's been at G-Fest and stuff talking about it, um, so I, I'm not super, like, familiar with this property, um, Matt doesn't read, uh, so Kevin, is this something that you, you, you could tell us a little bit more about? Yeah. So, um, it, it kind of kicked off this trend in, uh, at least in English language literature of these, these kaiju thrillers. And now if you go on Amazon, you can find dozens and dozens. Uh, but Project Nemesis was really kind of, it was Jeremy Robinson's project, but he had Matt Frank on board to do the the monster designs, and really kind of uh, there was a bit of collaboration between the two. And it's especially that main monster was um, kind of a fantastic design. They were um, trying to include it in Colossal Kaiju Combat, uh, if, if you remember that. Yeah, well, game. Oh, we uh, remember all too well. Yeah, so that was going to be like the final boss. Um, Anyway, he did five novels in this series, but the thing with Robinson is he kind of likes to incorporate elements from his other books, so that's where I'm kind of wondering how it's going to adapt, if they're going to have to play it kind of uh, loosey-goosey. This is a universe. Yeah, exactly, because... You know, the first novel is relatively self-contained, except the end where somebody from another uh, novel, Island 731, shows up. And then the second novel, I think he brings in aliens from uh, one of the uh, other novels that he did. And then those aliens wind up being the main antagonists. And then there's like another novel comes out and there's this interdimensional Nazi hunter or something. It, it, each book brings in more and more things from other novels, and it gets really like out of control. Uh, and we'll see what happens with it. I'm kind of wondering the same thing about the Amazon Prime Invincible in terms of like it's it's a big crossover thing. 
do they actually have the rights to all these things? Are they able to tell all of these stories in a cohesive manner, or are they just going to drop characters in without explanation? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean to sound like a jerk or anything, but, like, I'm kind of at a, like, well, we'll see if it even happens kind of thing, just because, like, we always hear about some kind of... Um, I don't know, uh, lesser-known kaiju property, getting the rights snagged up, and then, like, nothing happens. Like, uh, what was, um, there was the board game. It had all kinds of directors come in and out. Tim Burton, Fetty Alvarez, what was it? Is it, Mon- is it Monster Apocalypse? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that thing's been sitting around forever, and then, uh, I don't know. My sense of time is all messed up these days. Uh, but I, I, I maybe I feel like it was like a year ago at this point. I could be wrong because, like I said, I don't understand. My sense of time makes no sense. Um, Kaiju Score was a comic book um, that you know they made a big deal about getting the rights to it, and I don't, I don't think we've heard anything since. Um, I mean, those are just examples off the top of my head. I. I, well, way back, there was a, a TV show that uh, Brian Singer was supposed to make that was, like, um, basically about, like, disposing of a kaiju body, which we've seen in Day of the Kaiju, and now that uh, kaiju cleanup movie. Um, I mean, because of things that have been come to light about Brian Singer since, I'm not necessarily heartbroken that we never got it. But, yeah, it just seems like this is a genre where people are like, ooh, I want to do it, and then for whatever reason, funding, lack of interest, whatever, it just doesn't happen, so, you know. Or even if it does, you know, you could get a case for, like, uh, how Monster on the Hill turned into Rumble, and, like, the end product is not really anything like the source material. Oh, I didn't know, what well, I, I didn't, tangent alert, but I, I didn't know that started as something else. What what was, what happened there? Oh, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a comic book originally, and it was just kind of very... Very, very loosely adapted. Interesting. Uh, wow. Okay. That's, the original yeah, song, wrestling. Like yeah. it's. I did not know that. Um, I mean, it would be. It, it, it's an interesting uh, uh, idea. I mean, it seems like a not in Japan, obviously, but uh, giant monsters are kind of. Um, you know, even though we're talking about a series today, but there's not a lot of TV series uh, made here. You know, um, you have your Sentai adaptations, and yeah, you have, you know, the black and stuff like that, but um, in general, it's just kind of un- underrepresented. Um, the the Kaiju number eight one, is that a, a Japanese one? That's a series that they're doing, yeah, that's, too, right? that's a Toho animation. Okay. So. How is, have you read any of that? How is that? Oh, it's it's good. Um, it's There's a reason why it's, it was like the fastest selling new title um, from from Jump, so it was uh, it was making waves. So it, getting an anime adaptation was pretty much okay. Inevitable. I uh, um, I have uh, I uh, I went to the comic store over the weekend, um, and it just so happened to be free comic book day. And one of the free titles was uh, a Kaiju number eight comic. I I picked. I'm assuming it's a, a reprint of the first issue. Um, I haven't <laughs> re- I haven't read it yet, but 
I I snagged that because why not? Yeah, much like Attack on Titan, I'm sure it's there are elements of it that kind of very uh, traditional kaiju fans might not uh, latch on to. But uh, whatever, I think... they don't latch on to anything. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know, the they... only other news news item I, was, I wanted to mention is Kaiju Max just wrapped up its final issue, from what I understand, which I've not read, but like I know our uh, Justin Mollis recommends it. Kevin, you've read it, haven't you? Yeah, I haven't read the final issue yet, but uh, Kaiju Max is absolutely fantastic. So if you're looking for something kind of off the beaten track, uh, it's full of really kind of clever references to Godzilla and Gamera and Ultraman uh, in the context of basically a, a prison drama where Monster Island is the prison and the wardens are all Ultraman. That I mean, sounds that's like fun. that would be f- like... Uh, uh, it- good fodder for like an animated series like in the in the in the style of something like invincible i could absolutely imagine that happening yeah um well now that it's over maybe i'll i'll read it my big thing with comics is like it's just hard for me to like one of the reasons i stopped reading comics a few times in my life you know i I've gone through spurts where I'll just read a ton of comics for like a year and then just not pick up another one for a decade. Um, but yeah, part of it is like, it's just, I just can never keep up. <laughs> um, and, you know, every every month, every few months, you know, I, it's just always been hard to keep up. But it's kind of like TV shows. Like when something ends, I'm like a little more interested because it's like, okay, now I now I have something I can stick with. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the end, I won't be, like, let down after, like, years of reading something. You know, I mean, I watched Game of Thrones for years only to get, like, the worst final season of a show <laughs> after all these years of investment. Um, all right, well, speaking of final things uh, and things that are ending uh, or have ended, um, Pacific Rim the Black Season 2. Um, so, like we said at the top of the episode, uh, the last season came out, and then it was like, well, they're going to do another one, right? And then they are like, yes, yeah, Season 2 is announced. And then, you know, it was just kind of like we heard nothing. And then, like, Netflix did that thing where it's like, oh, it's going to come out, like, next week. And then, uh, so this is, uh, seven episodes, I believe. So there's 14 total. Um, picks up right where the last one left off. We have, uh, our characters, uh, we have our, our two siblings, Taylor and Haley. And, um... Uh, May, the uh, lovable, grumpy assassin that they picked up along the way. And um, uh, the last season ended with a cult of women that worship the monsters. Um, That was like a big reveal. And then uh, this genetically, supposedly genetically engineered child that... uh, they saved from a lab. He turns into a giant monster, um, and that so so boy 
which is uh, his name, turns into a kaiju because I'm assuming someone watched Attack on Titan and was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so that's where we left off. Um, so this season, uh, they're still trying to make it to Sydney, um, which is like a safe zone. They're stuck in the black, which is an area that's been taken over by monsters. Society has fallen. Uh, people are, you know, divided up into gangs and different communes and, uh, they are on their way to Sydney to try and find their parents and just a safe place to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, along the way, they run into the Sisters of the Kaiju, which is this cult of women. Uh, and um, I, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the, this, the season's, you know, I mean, it's pretty light on story. It's more just watching these characters finish their journey to the this place. Um, and there's some interesting revelations along the way, which we'll talk about. So um, unless it's not evident already, if you care about spoilers, I would suggest pausing this, uh, watching the show, and then coming back. If you've watched it or you just don't care, feel free to keep listening. So um, this is... Uh, It feels like more than a year, first of all, since the first season came out. It does. I think it was more than a year. <laughs> like barely, right? Yeah, it was last... It ended in March of 2021 in episode eight, which is the first episode of season two, was April. So. Yeah, it feels so long ago, and I only watched it once, so I had to kind of like... I don't know. There, there was some stuff that like I had to like stop and look up, like as I was watching it, because I didn't rewatch the first season. Um, but overall, I didn't really feel like I needed too much refreshing. Um, but uh, um, we we get a, a little more backstory here with like the family. Um, like I said, spoilers. Uh, one of the one of the cult members, it turns out, is the mother of the uh, of of the kids, um, and so there's a whole thing about you know trying to to save her, which doesn't work out too well. Um, but uh, I don't know. This is just my opinion. It felt like this season probably could have benefited from actually one or two more episodes. Yes. Um, Absolutely it, agree. It kind of felt like it kind of felt like we were missing an episode like somewhere. Um like I guess I'll just start with, you know, uh a segueing into kind of some of the, the my biggest problem with it. Um like I want to know more about and Kevin, I'm going to I'm going to lean on you in just a minute. I want to know more. I I wish this showed more of like what what was up with everything like like these cult members they're um like okay so boy we find out is a kaiju he and he was actually tampered with by the precursors more or less um he wasn't man-made he was made by you know those the the the, the aliens in the other dimension that send the monsters um as like something you know i'm assuming that could 
hide and, you know, infiltrate human society, so to speak. Um, and then you have these cult members who kind of have the same traits. You know, we're led to believe that they're people, but, you know, they're, they have, like, kaiju, like, bioluminescent parts and, like, you know, so I don't know, like, is, is there something where they're experimenting with themselves? I don't really know. I, and, and, uh, Kevin, I was gonna ask you, because there are, like, tie-in prequel things for, for this. Is, is, do we, like, is that origin ever explained, like, what, what these people are? Uh, no, Blackout actually doesn't deal with that at all. So, uh, basically from what I understand from watching the show is that at some point somebody started drinking kaiju blood and turning into a kaiju and then started making other people drink kaiju blood and turning into a kaiju. And that's kind of how the sisters came to be, but that's very much inference. That's not really explained in the show properly. Yeah. I I felt like there was like a, a, something missing. I mean, give us a flashback episode or even just some exposition to, to tell us what's going on. Um, cause yeah, they even trigger like the, the Jaegers like kaiju sensor thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. Although they are riding around on the rivers, right? So yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and I, I guess they, they'd shown up in the graphic novels is what I was reading. Um, there's a whole thing about, them, uh, I guess there was one about them trying to kill Hannibal Chow, um, and uh, I, I, from what I understand, if the if the Pacific Rim wiki can be believed, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 there, that's, that's possible actually. That's, <laughs> um, if it that can, was not the the prequel one that I had read, that was a that was an uprising tie-in, but they there was something like that. Okay, so their first appearance was actually not in this series. Okay, so 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 this is like some Star Wars stuff where they're bringing in stuff from like graphic novels and stuff that ain't nobody's read. Uh, but yeah, I guess the, I guess that the, the the idea there is that they're they're part of that cult in the first movie that is like living in out living by the the big skull in the middle of the city. Yeah, I, I think that that must be the implication. I'll just grab this off my shelf and take a take a flip through it. And <laughs> this. That's always the problem when you have to know all of the... Like, you have to read everything in order to see the thing that everybody... Like, no, not everybody's going to see all the prequel stuff or read the stuff. And then when they tell a story that really heavily, especially for season two, you know, leans on the, the sisters and what they are and what they're trying to accomplish... To never have those things explained is also one of my biggest, I think, sore spots for this. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that, like, I brought up Star Wars. I mean, I, throughout my long, complicated history with that franchise, because you know, I think longtime listeners will know I'm a big Star Wars fan. That that's always been a frustration for me, where it's like, you know, here's this thing, and and it's like, okay, I haven't read this book or watched this, you know, well, like I don't know what that who that is. You know, don't I don't I don't want to do homework to enjoy you know <laughs> enjoy something you know. I I sort of feel like the series does that with a lot of things. Like there's um there's a guy that basically is like the the kaiju fanatic. Uh, so early on in this in the show, uh, the sisters managed to attack and kind of 
get to boy and they infect him with this like tick thing and it it um it takes him out of the picture but once he's rescued they have to find a cure for this poison that's going through his body and so they know of this guy that's supposedly a kaiju fanatic and the way that they like they meet the guy he cures boy and then he dies in about seven minutes it's that kind of stuff, like the storytelling, just like we, it feels so short sighted and like they just had to find a way to cure the poison and a bunch of stuff got cut out in between. And so that's what made it to the actual show. Um, another thing that kind of bugs me is that for May, her May's whole thing, and I think she's probably the most interesting character, at least for me in the show, is that her memories were wiped um, basically by Shane and Shane. And one of the probably the I think the coolest ideas that, that this entire series brings up is the idea that the drift technology can be used to manipulate people's memories, including giving them false memories and also mind wiping them and removing what they know as themselves. So basically, May is given an opportunity in this in this show to be able to find out who she is. And she's given this key with her memories on it, but we never get to go back and revisit it. And I just think that's a shame because she's probably my favorite character. She's in the easily show. the best character. Yeah, and like the most complex, the, the one that I think has the most difficult decisions to make throughout the series, and we never see that pay off. Um, and there's another thing I want to talk about, but that's in the last episode, so I want to get back to Kevin for a second because he was flipping through the... Yeah, yeah, I, I just went through and confirmed that there are, in fact, cultists called the Sisters of the Kaiju in uh, Pacific Rim Aftermath, but... They are not the same. Like they don't have the masks. They are not like turning into kaiju or whatever. So something has changed in between these things to make these characters different. So, huh? <laughs> so we still don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So in the ten years between what uprising and this or whatever, the they they there there's a whole story there that is missing <laughs> essentially. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, but yeah, I, I agree, I, I actually kind of forgot, but yeah, no, Matt's totally right, it's a, it's a shame that we never get any real, um, narrative payoff to, you know, her memories, I mean, even, even if there's a scene of her, you know, I don't know, saying she's, she doesn't want to see her old memories or something, I mean, it's 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 brought, it's just never really circled back to, and unlike the first season, it's one of those things where I don't know how much you know. I can't give it as much benefit of the doubt just because I really don't think a third one is planned. Uh, whereas you know, with the first season, it was like you know, it's I don't know. It, it felt obvious to me that there would, would be another season, and I, I really don't think that we're going to get another one. So yeah, it's a shame that that's just kind of left hanging there. Yeah. She gets her, her USB stick full of memories back, but uh, doesn't really delve into it. Uh, and that's one of a few kind of plot threads that I felt like existed in the previous season. And then this season just kind of like disappear. Yeah. Similar deal with like Taylor in the previous season was like, he tried solo drifting or ghost drifting with like a, a hard drive with previous pilots experience and was all messed up from that. And that's not mentioned. Oh yeah. See, that's the thing. Like I forgot that happened, but that's a good point. Like that would have been something that they should have revisited in some way. It feels like there's like, like I said, it feels like there's like one or two episodes between these two seasons that are like missing. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I, I think the other one is, is Shane's like quote unquote redemption. Um, yeah. I, that, you know, Shane is set up as being the main antagonist, not just for the show, but like initially for in season one, he's the main antagonist. And then you, you get introduced to the sisters that kind of at the tail end, but even in season two, they introduce him early on and he's making this decision to chase after them to retrieve the Jaeger. And then, then makes a decision once he has the opportunity to actually corner them and get the Jaeger to essentially sacrifice himself, knowing he's going to die. And that redemption piece, like it just felt that it, it wasn't, the payoff wasn't there. Like it wasn't earned. It was kind of hard. Yeah. It was a kind of a hard pill to swallow for me too. Cause what is it? He makes a deal with them. Like if you give me your Jaeger, cause the mom is like dying. Yes. Um, from what though? <laughs> I don't even remember. She, so they were they. Um, she got they stabbed. Rescued. Did she get stabbed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, so, so the mother they infiltrate the sisters like area, and basically what the sisters are doing is they have boy, and they're trying to basically pour. They're doing some sort of weird like spiritual thing where they're giving him more kaiju blood, and the kaiju blood is supposed to basically mind wipe him and make him uh, go full kaiju to where he loses his humanity completely. So they rescue him for that, but in the process, the mother um, gets like mortally injured. They bring her back to the Jaeger, and while she's kind of um, maybe I'm doing that out of order. I know that at one point, like her, the the main sister is able to sort of force the kaiju blood to kind of like resurface in the mother, and and begins to take over. And so the idea is when Shane drifts with her, he's going in to basically remove her humanity from the the clutches there but it takes such a toll on his mind that he passes away in the process. And the mother's humanity is restored, but Shane dies. But she, but she dies anyway. She does. And that's the other thing I was going to mention. Like, I really hate the opening out of the second to last episode or the final episode where like, there's that whole bait and switch where they're, uh, the, the, the force of, of season two is like, they're trying to get to the Sydney base. Well, in the opening of that episode, they're like almost to the Sydney base and then they make it to the Sydney base and the families reunited. And then you find out that was just, well, they were actually drifting with the mother to give her a happy, like a basically, Hey, we want you to have a peaceful memory as you die. Uh, I just, I hated that so much. Like the, it, it really bothered me because I feel like the mother sacrificed the fact that she gave herself up for her kids. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that should have been the way that she went out as opposed to like, Hey, we're going to replay this sequence in 10 minutes anyway. And they're still <laughs> going to get to the Sydney base, but you get to see it early. Like that's how it felt to me. Yeah. It, it played out the same way, which is weird. It, exactly the same way. Actually. Like the father comes in the same Jeep and shows up and gives everybody a hug. And it's like, we've just, we just saw this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that, that, that made me think it was fake the second time. <laughs> this, I think what happens with this, this series is like they introduce a bunch of I think unique ideas, but the payoff for most of them doesn't land the way that we would like it to. And I think you see it with Shane and with May and with the mother and like with with um, Apex. Did you guys forget about Apex? Like he basically so Apex is like this this bio Jaeger that's partially it's it's partially monster, partially Jaeger, and this giant Category Six kaiju comes in and attacks. And Jaeger, this the apex thing comes in and saves the day. Like it's just so many things play out in an anticlimactic fashion. That that's I think the biggest thing is like we're missing something. Yeah, it should, the series needed to really be longer to tell the same story. The, and yeah, I mean, the, and the the stuff with Shane was like 
you know, I don't know. It 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 it, it plays like this this redemption arc, but like you have to remember that the only reason he was even doing any of that is because they told him if he did that, he would give them the <laughs> they would give him the like, Jaeger. You know, well, so like, in season one, he blows that dude's head off in front of them, like yeah. on purpose. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like you know, every, every it's like. I don't know. It, it plays out like the sacrifice, but like, I, I mean, and yeah, when he was in there, I'm sure he realized like, oh, hey, I'm not going to make it, whatever. But like, the only reason he agreed to do that anyway is because he wanted the Jaeger so he could go like, keep being like a horrible gangster in this like the in this like little commune. So, yeah, I don't know. Something was missing there again. A, a, a couple more episodes, you could probably make do more with that because i think he's only in the one episode this season like i mean you you could do more to make that like an easier pill to swallow but uh yeah i i man it's like netflix shows they're either they're usually like two episodes too long and now it's like it's like look guys just do tell the story right <laughs> yeah seven episodes for the season was um Definitely not enough, which is weird because it it does feel like we have fewer plot points this season than the previous season, which was also seven episodes. Yeah. They're also short. They're like, I mean, each episode is like 22 minutes, but that includes the opening and closing credits. Mm-hmm. So like it's, you know, you get 19 minutes or 18 minutes of a show. And then I just think there's, there's never really any payoff and you, there's a lot of threads that I think are actually kind of interesting, but they don't stick on any one of them. Um, long enough to, to have it feel like, oh, that was actually a really nice conclusion. And like, you look at the sisters, the fact that like none of us even really know what they are exactly. Like, are they human? Are they monsters? Is the one that looks completely deformed and uh, looks like a kaiju? Like, is that also a human? Was that a monster? Like, it's just, there's a lot of really, there's so many questions left unanswered. And I think that's really just my biggest, my biggest frustration. Well, it's, it's not just them. It's also, they had, the the kaiju hybrids, which it's not clear, is that does that mean that they're hybrids of different kaiju, or they're hybrids of humans and kaiju, or, or what's what's their deal? Boy, uh, at the end, they just like the military guys, like yeah, and we just found them in the desert, and like that's uh, okay, that's <laughs> disconcerting. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess, honestly. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, it's not, if it was bad, I wouldn't feel like, I wouldn't have felt any investment in it, but, like, I did feel invested in, 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 you know, the, the story beats, and then, like, when those story beats conclude, it was almost always like, eh, like, yeah, this needed more time, Uh, that, that needed, everything just kind of needed more time. Um, you know, it, it kind of just felt like, like rushed. I, 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 I think two episodes more and, uh, you really could have stuck the landing, but, um, you know, the way it is now, you know, it, it, it feels like there were just a lot of shortcuts that just ended up making things confusing. Yeah, and I don't know that I would, like, even want to watch a season three at this point. I mean, we would for our show, but, like, it wouldn't be something that I would seek out versus 
season two, I was, you know, I was actually that there was some excitement to see where they, where they took it. And now I'm just kind of like, eh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd want to watch season three. I mean, for, for better or worse, like this story is concluded and the larger story of the world goes on because unlike the other Pacific Rims, like they didn't defeat any bad guys. They just escaped from Australia. So, uh, you know, they, they could very much continue doing stories in the like, there's still kaiju showing up all over, but it doesn't have to be about, you know, Taylor and Haley or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, think it would no longer be the black because they're not in the black anymore. I think it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned Taylor and Haley, but like we haven't even talked about them and they're supposed to be the main characters. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I feel like we kind of said this last time, like they're kind of the more the, the, they're kind of like, you know, they're they're kind of the less interesting part of it. You know, I, I, I think May is more interesting. I think boy is more interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're just kind of you're they're just like you know we just want to get from point a to point b and um and you know they they kind of i guess sort of adopt this kid along the way but um i don't know they they just kind of seem really melodramatic and uh, you know boring the, <laughs> the big conflict was you know taylor basically pawning the kid off so that they could get through and Haley being upset about it. So, yeah, which I mean, he was still like probably in the right <laughs> doing that. You know, I can, I don't know that uh, the show wants us to be, you know, on her side and being like, Oh, leave the, keep the, the poor kid with you. And yeah, he's, he is the one that ends up saving them. But like, can you really blame everyone else for being like, Hey, uh, he's got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, desperate times, desperate, desperate measures, and all that. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the story I think is pretty good. It's more, it's it's the execution and kind of just the the way that it's written to play out that is is a little bit more, um, a little bit tougher. The all the concepts are are neat. Um, Oh, you know what, was, what else was bothering me? And I think, I think, I think, I said this when we talked about the first season, is, um, like, this 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 Pacific Rim, you know, whatever, 10 years after Uprising or whatever, there's, like, th- three species of kaiju or something. Like, I just feel like they're fighting the same crap over and over. Yeah, it's worse this season than it was last season. Yeah, like, I swear to God, if I saw one more of those... Uh, the ones that like have like walk on like these big tentacles, like I, if if I saw if I saw one more of those, I was gonna lose it. Like I I like I like the thing that I like about the movies is uh, one of the things I like about those is you know there's you know there's always a different monster you know and this is like well we got how many how many how many kaiju models we got in the hard drive well just you get copy and paste them everywhere. <laughs> And it's weird also because like the the comics actually have all these other kaiju designs that they don't do anything with in the in the show. So it, it really I think is a case of uh polygon kind of cutting corners. It's that polygon uh-huh. budget again. Yeah. I was gonna say like 
God, I hate polygons so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just really do. Um, we get a kaiju. It's it's a category six out of nowhere, and it's like, wait, 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 wait. And then it, yeah. That again? Yeah, category six, controlled by the sisters. Uh, it does last a whole episode, but like when it ultimately get, gets destroyed, it's like very anticlimactic, so... Someone remind me because well I know the one the one sister the main one that like looks like a monster stuck around but what someone remind me what happened to all the other ones so there was like Unclear. an army of them at one point I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back about that one <laughs> that means either none of the three of us remember or <laughs> or we were never told on the show I don't think we told there's a there's there I would I would say the that's a fifty fifty right there. I I think I I have the feeling that some of them got blown up or yeah because that was when the the um, the Australians uh, were like they were they were close to Sydney so like the the military was like sending like they were like bombing them like they were sending a bunch of missiles yeah. So that that would that would but that, that's also like a boring way to resolve that. <laughs> well, um, it's it's weird with this like this has been very much sort of a, a low key side story type of thing as opposed to like the big you know whole whole world behind this operation kind of desperate measures big climax thing and then have it end on this crazy big battle that like. Um, and and maybe that's that's just me being too persnickety about it. Maybe some executive was like, "No, you have to have the biggest monster that's ever appeared fight our, you know, Mark III Jaeger at the end." Yeah, it's very uh, very Toho of them. Godzilla has to be the biggest in this one, so that's what <laughs> they're like. Well, let's just follow after Toho in this case. It's oddly low stakes, though. Like for a category that was, yeah. six, like yeah, monster. Like uh, in the in the first Pacific Rim at the end. When it's like, you know, you've been watching a whole movie of, you know, lesser monsters and then they're like, oh, this is there's a category six. And then you're like, oh, wow, like this is bad. You know, you don't. And, and this is I don't know. Of the first specific room. Right. <laughs> the only category six has been the, the fused kaiju at the end of Uprising. OK, uh. so. Uh, well, OK. Yeah. So at the end when they're like, it's a category five and it's like, you know, that's the biggest one we've seen yet. Like it feels like it, the stakes are raised, and this is like, eh, it's a category six. Like, uh oh. Like, I don't know. No one seems to. It doesn't seem to do anything more than any of the other ones. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, it just stands I, around, really. <laughs> I, I have a I have a question for both of you before, as we're kind of like getting to the rating piece of this. But do you feel like, do you want to see more Pacific Rim stuff? Because, like, I kind of wish it just would have ended with the first movie at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That That's kind of a difficult question because it's like, the world is cool, the idea is cool, but, and, and I, I still, I mean, I love that first movie. Um, and up or Uprising just was, I just felt was bad. And this is more just like, it's okay. Um, you know, I don't hate this or anything. Uh but it, it is one of those things where, you know, I, I, like, I don't know. What else do you even do at this point? I, like, it, there's been several chances to really, 
kind of, I guess, uh, do something that is uh, with, with the caliber of the that Guillermo del Toro movie. And it's like, you know, I don't know if this just shows, and he is. I mean, I don't know if this just shows how 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 really detailed and thoughtful del Toro is as a storyteller compared to everybody else. But it, yeah, it seems like everyone else that comes in is kind of like Pacific Rim is an IP and it needs content. <laughs> what do you got? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think if, if you could find someone that, uh, you know, I don't know, it, it, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus and say, you know, that they, they, you know, didn't try, but it really feels like, you know, one of those things where it's like, if you, if you can't really bring it, then, you know, whatever. I mean, at this point, there's been enough Pacific Rim and, you know, all of it, including the first movie, despite my love of it, all of it has been met fairly lukewarm. Um, it just feels like, you know, hey, you guys made an original IP in a genre that's not rep very well represented. You, you did what you could with it, but, you know, maybe it's time to, you know, put it, put it to bed, you know. I, I, like I said, outside of Kaiju fans, I don't know a lot of people that really love the first Pacific Rim. Uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro fans, you know, seem to always kind of put it, like, towards the lower end of his, his filmography. I, I, I love it, but, I, I mean, that, that is, you know, it's not a commonly... It's not, it's not held in super high esteem outside of Kaiju fans. So, you know, it's one of those things where... If the ideas are there, uh, sure. But, I mean, don't just be like, we need a story. What do you got? Okay, it's got a beginning, a middle, end. Okay, go ahead, make it. Um, you know, I kind of feel like the this franchise has had its shot, and, uh, you know, there's no shame. And I, I really don't think there's any shame in just saying, like, hey, we tried, we gave you two movies and a TV series. I mean, we're we're good. I don't know. That was a long-winded answer, but I'm I'm curious what what you guys think. Yeah, I'm I'm in kind of a different mindset where even when you have misfires in Pacific Rim, it's not none of the cylinders are firing. There's always something that's working. It's just it's it's brought down by other elements. So it's I, I see the potential that is there still. And I think it's just a matter of getting something that aligns those stars to recapture what was so great about that first movie. Or yeah. alternatively, somebody comes in with a completely different take on it that could also work within the framework that we have. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to just kind of give up on it. But at the same time, I do think that, that what you have a lot of the time is people who are just kind of assigned, oh, this is Pacific Rim, you should you should work on this. And that's not necessarily the best uh way to go about uh artistic storytelling. Yeah. So I think people have to have to kind of have the have the idea first and and then kind of give a give a reasonable pitch for it and kind of be able to to build something up that way. Uh, I think if they really, 
you know, do something like those, um, like a Star Wars anthology where you have like a whole bunch of different people doing their own takes on it. Something like that would be neat because yeah. I think there is, uh, especially if you can get creative folks to do things, um, there's a lot of potential for different types of things that can go on in the Pacific Rim world. Like a, like a love, death and robots kind of deal, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would that that, that that is a format that is not explored enough, I will say. I mean, comic books and stuff do it all the time, you know, one shots and stuff, but uh yeah, I even I, I I think I said maybe in our singular point episode, who knows. I've said at some point like that would be really cool if Toho Oh, I said it when we did our fan film episode and we were talking about the gemstone contest. I was like you know, Toho should take like the ten winners of that, and you know, give them a little bit of money, and be like, here, make a make something else, and you know, uh, for for like an anthology on Netflix or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I to follow up on something you said though, I I do think it just needs to be like I don't know, the ship needs. I don't know. I feel like the sh- since the fir- after the first movie, the ship has not been sailing like right, like. Uh, uprising like they trashed del toro's script and tinkered with all these ideas and you know they couldn't get charlie hunnam back but they didn't want to wait they couldn't get guillermo del toro back but they didn't want to wait um and then with this um you know i was i was reading you know interviews with uh one of the co-creator guys and he said like they did take pitches from them and that was like their their pitch for it and they were like okay do it so that's something that makes me feel like um, on the production end, like, I don't know, were they not given enough money to make the right amount of episodes or something? Like, so if they are going to continue, not only do you need, like you said, a, a different take on it, which I think is what's needed. We've seen a lot of, you know, this is from the the pilot's point of view. They're trying to save someone or get to this place. Like, we've seen that. Of all of a ton already we need to kind of get a new format um but then yeah if you're gonna do that you not only have to have the right people and the right ideas but like you got to give these people the right like tools you gotta give them the right you know budget you got to give them you know the right amount of episodes whatever so yeah i i mean as you were giving your answer to to matt's question i was i was kind of yeah you know revisiting my answer and it's like what if a pacific rim thing came out and it was like wow this is what the second movie should have been like how exciting that would be so yeah i mean i'm kind of on the fence it's like uh it's one of those things where like i agree with everything you said but i also kind of stand by why what i said so it's like it's a bit of a cop-out answer but it's like (laughs) you know i you know i i I unless it was if it was if they made something else and it was really great I'd be like on board but it's one of those things where if they're just like yeah you know we're done it's not going to break my heart either yeah and I, I think to Kevin's point like the there's a there's enough with Pacific Rim in the world building that you could do some cool things with it but I don't want like mediocre Pacific Rim we've we've gotten that since we gotten bad Pacific Rim and mediocre Pacific, <laughs> we've gotten bad and mediocre out of this franchise since the first movie, and so like if it if the first movie had been it, like Pacific Rim is awesome, and if we continue to get mediocre, I'm just I'm kind of done with it at this point. So, with all that said, uh, what would be a good rating scale for this one? 
Um, since, uh, I mean, I just combine, I would probably give both seasons the same score individually and then combined, it would probably be the same, but, uh, I give, I would give Pacific Rim, the black, uh, three out of five missed opportunities. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I don't, I, I remember giving the first season a three or three and a half, but this season really soured on me. Um, because I think it takes some of the good ideas from season one and just kind of dumps all over them. So I'm going to come down a bit harder and say it's a two and a half. Um, but it's mainly being the missed opportunity thing that you kind of hit on. So I'm two and a half out of five missed opportunities and, uh, crappy payoffs to plot points. I, uh, I really liked that first season. So, uh, I think I gave that a four and I have to take this one down to a three and I guess an average would be a three and a half, uh, uh, for the new season rating, I don't know, uh, Rice Darby and digital blackface. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I didn't hate it. You know, I, you know, people listening, you know, probably sounds like I hate it or something, but I, it's, it's, it's just, uh, upsetting that, uh, a lot of the things that I was looking forward to, you know, paying off either didn't pay off or, just kind of anticlimactic. I mean, if I have to say some good things about it, most of the ideas and most of the new concepts um, that this show brings in are really cool. I like, I love the idea of the black and, you know, this kind of no man's land where there are people stranded because humanity has given up on it. Um, I love uh, May. May is just a great character. I love May. And that's another reason why I'm like, upset with <laughs> with this because you know i want to see her story conclude properly and you know giving her her you know entire history back and us not knowing anything about it is a robbery um oh wait i'm supposed to be saying nice things um, <laughs> <laughs> visually i mean it still looks like a poly polygon production but i, I think visually the animation the designs um, are much better than, you know, what we've seen, um, them do and stuff like, you know, the Godzilla trilogy, um, you know, set pieces are, are, are decently exciting except for that last one with the, the, the final boss Kaiju that stands around all day. Um, again, nice things, nice things. Um, and you know, I, the two main characters, Haley and Taylor are, kind of nothing burgers but you know i mean they they uh their interactions with the other characters um help kind of flesh everyone out a little bit so i mean it's one of those things where if if you watched the first season and liked it to any even a small degree i would say you know check it out it's like three hours of your time um if you haven't watched either season and you just really like pacific rim I would say again, it, it's it's short enough that you can breeze through both seasons in you know less than I mean less than you could get through a lot of shows. So I wouldn't tell them not to watch it. I would just say you know temper your expectations. Um, you know if you just want to revisit the world and you know hang out with some people that are mildly interesting, even if. You know, <laughs> this is the worst sales pitch I have ever heard. I know. I really am doing horrible here, aren't I? <laughs> Temporary expectations. It's mildly interesting. The characters are nothing further. 
Um, you wouldn't, you won't hate watching it. Um, but if, if you're already super skeptical and, you know, you know, I would say don't, but I guess, I guess for Pacific Rim fans, it's worth checking out it it, once because it's short enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, put that on the, you know, well, I guess these things don't come out on Blu-ray, but put that on, uh, you know, the pop-up ad in your browser where wherever people are going to see an ad for this thing probably not nowhere because netflix doesn't advertise anything um i don't know i mean i don't know i just want to end on like a more positive note you know i i don't know what it what what, what would you guys say or uh you know say something nice before we leave <laughs> i want to buy more figures of all of the uh new kaiju in there um i I did buy the Atlas Destroyer, and that's a that's a very fine little figurine. Um, and again, uh, I think I said this last time, but if you're watching uh, watching Ultraman, you are not going to mind the animation in this. Yeah, that's that's true. If they make uh, toys of that tentacled guy, buy like ten of them. Yeah, and yeah, just surround a- uh, <laughs> Atlas Destroyer with it, and you'll have you know. Have your set there. Bruce keeps telling us to be nice, and then he keeps curling insults left and right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think this show has a lot of good ideas. I really, really like May as a character. Um, there is some good stuff to be found, and I'm going to stop talking because that's the nicest thing that I can say at this point. See, yeah, generally speaking, with the world of the of the show, like it plays well with Pacific Rim. Like it takes things that you've seen and extrapolates them into interesting new places, you know, like the cult that you see in the very small flashes in, you know, the original movie, it really takes that to, uh, to the next level and makes them antagonists, even if we don't totally understand how they got there. But again, that's one of those things where it's like the first time we saw them, we didn't know much about them. Now we see them, we don't know much about them, so we can fill in these pieces ourselves. It's, you know, along those lines, very much like other big franchises like Star Wars, where if they choose to go in and, and fill in every nook and cranny of lore, they could do that, or they could let fans just kind of sit there and and, and wonder what, you know, this thing is a reference to. So it's fun from that perspective. Uh, I think that it does a lot of nice things with the drift uh like we we said before yeah, yeah. the the whole um you know using using it basically as a, as a as a merciful euthanasia tool is something that we haven't seen before so mm-hmm. you know it this season isn't as creative as a previous season where it was used for interrogation and you know multiple drift people and drifting with a computer and yada 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 uh but it's still little things here and there um, the, I think if we had more Bunyip Man, I could have gotten on board with Bunyip Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You always need a crazy, crazy old guy always li- livens things up. Well, you get seven minutes and that's it. And you're going <laughs> to Yeah. It. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, so many new and interesting ideas, um, that, like I said, you know, make it interesting to watch. But, you know, the storytelling is just, it's just lacking too much. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm there at a three. You know, uh, 
I will say if this is the last thing we get, um, it's a better coda to the franchise than, you know, Uprising, you know. That's, that is true. Yeah. So instead of having a garbage entry, we have uh, one that's interesting enough. <laughs> I feel like every time Bird talks, he's like talking himself into liking it somehow. I know, I, I sound oh. pathetic, but. And, and this, you know, if it ends on this, it's it's a much more open-ended sort of ending because this doesn't, as I said before, resolve the greater conflict. So you can imagine whatever further adventures in yeah. Pacific Rim world uh, if you if you so desire. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there is, yeah, there there's potential to re-explore this franchise, but uh, it can't be half-hearted and it can't be, you know. With five dollars, you know, you got You got to. You got to bring it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And please, for the love of God, stop hiring Polygon. Yes. Yes. Maybe, yeah. Uh, any other anime studio except maybe Sola. Like, <laughs> I go, just go to Trigger. Give Trigger money to make something. Please give Trigger all the money. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. The right creators, you know, could really bring something, but. Uh, I don't know. I'd actually like to see some some Japanese writers writing Pacific Rim, not yeah. just animals also. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of surprised there was... I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm kind of surprised there was never even, like, a manga, Japanese manga spinoff or something. Even Cloverfield had something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no Jinshi, but uh, no no official manga as far as I know. Yeah, that, that is, that is kind of surprising. Um... But uh, so yes, Pacific Rim: The Black. It's very okay, um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. I guess we're we're okay. Is there anyone uh, anything we we forgot to say? Any any last uh, questions, comments, emotional outbursts? Kevin, thanks for joining as always. Uh, I'm always happy to rant about cartoons. <laughs> uh that's something you're good at um all right well uh thanks for listening and uh we'll uh we'll be back with something soon so good night everybody later Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.